Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Mm. Um, have you have you read this one? Have I read the, this? The Missouri School District announces the return of corporal punishment for students through paddle use. All right. Well. Oh, yeah. 2020. Maybe hard to believe now, but way back in the day, schools had the authority to physically discipline children. And now a Missouri school district has officially announced plans to bring the controversial form of punishment back. It was recently confirmed that a local school district in Missouri is returning to its past use of corporal punishment, meaning that students will now be subjected to paddling as a means of disciplinary action. Do the parents have to sign off on that? I, I don't know. I, I mean, they, they might need to sign off on whether they send their kids there or not. Well, absolutely. <laughs> um, if you're wondering why the Cassville district decided to bring back corporal punishment, well, parents were surveyed and stated that increased school discipline was their biggest concern. However, as expected, there have already been multiple complaints regarding the new practice. As expected. So, so the answer to violence is more violence. Right. So, well, no. So here's, so here's their fucking answer. It's literally, it's like, it's, it's all, all choice or no choice. So the parents are like, Hey, we wish there was more discipline in the school. And the school was like, okay, well, the only chance then, it, the only choice then is to beat your children. We're going to give you the um, ultimate discipline. It's, it's not to like, you know, be, show more commitment to um, communication or or all of that. Um, school superintendent Merrill Johnson spoke about the concern of parents. The complaints that we have heard from some of our parents is that they don't want their students suspended. They want another option. And so this was... <laughs> And, and so this was the other option. So uh, literally it was we like, went through, we went through all the other options. Right. We, only viable. we exhausted everything else. We, we poured over the data. Right. We uh, decided, you know, the only thing that's the only stone that's unturned at this point is bringing back the, uh, the paddle. It's the giant cricket paddle that we're going to beat your child senseless with. I Dude. remember kids getting paddled when i was maybe i like, i got paddled in in like kindergarten and first, first grade first second but then yeah I in like the, you know in that. the late 70s but that's i mean pe- people now have fucking wised up to the fact well, yeah. that, that is not that is not by any means a um a positive way of dealing with a with viable chil- with children Obviously, um, you strike me as a father who would not uh, spank or paddle. Dude, I've I've never even thought about hitting my children. No. That is, what is that's that not do? Even, what that's that just do? not even that an option. Shows them like, that hitting's okay. Yeah, it's it's like it just it's why would I want to physically hurt my child when they're not listening compared to sitting down and talking to and then disciplining in some other way, whether it's like removing things that uh that they enjoy having or you know do, doing something else to get their attention other than i'm going to physically hurt you and make you fear me so then when i tell you to do something you listen because you're afraid uh you're afraid of the consequences otherwise <laughs> of being physically um harmed it's that's that's insane to me listen one of the it's most crazy one of the worst things ever 
I was in Barnes and Noble with Wesley one time. She was, I don't know. She was three, four. She's little. And right. she was, I was like, we need to go. And she didn't want to go. Yeah, She was, ha- she was having a yeah, moment. She, it's she kids do having a moment. Yeah. And I was like, it's time to go. And she went down on the floor, which was not like her at all. Went down on the floor and started shouting in the middle of Barnes and Noble, which is not a loud establishment by any stretch of the imagination and start shouting. Right. It's, a, it's a bookstore, right? It's, it's kind of like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like throwing yourself down on the floor in the library. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it's, and start shouting, don't kill me. <laughs> which everybody then turns and is looking at the father, you know, standing over the child shouting, Understandably, kill me. Right. like, I, what are you even talking about? I've never right. even laid a hand on you. Right. Well, okay. That's so, yeah, that was, uh, I've quickly scooped her up and ran out of there. What that was humiliating. I just can't that I, that story. Um, My just, I, I mean, I, well, I, I guess it's just come, everything. Come else on, just come on, Missouri. Jesus, you can do better than that. Everything else yeah. is crazy this year. Or the last seventy-five, seven years, whatever. Let's just bring that back too. Yeah, you know? no. I okay. So let's not involve our kids in our fucking crazy society. You know, as much as as much as possible. Let's like let's allow them to be kids. Let's uh, hmm. let's discipline them in. Um, in a more positive fucking way in a, you know, in a way that helps them mature as people, um, not bringing back the fear of the paddle to, or the, or the belt. Fuck. It's insane. It's insane. It's, it's just like, there are these constant things where all of a sudden you look at society and you go, well, that's a fucking step. That's like 10 steps back. How, you know, how is that happening? But it's, Things like that are happening all over the place. It's it's unbelievable to me what uh, what some what some people are willing to do to uh, to discipline and fight for what they how they feel they need to fight for their opinion. Um, what they what I read the other day was Billy Joel could write a sequel to We Didn't Start the Fire just about the last five years. Like how many decades did the first one span? Yeah, right. Just we could just cover the last five years in a seven minute crazy version. Hell, last week or in the last week. I know, right? Jesus. It's like every single week something's happening. I didn't have the queen dying on my bingo card. Hey, I was just about to say, by the way, um, Rest in peace uh, to her. What a long rule. Uh, what a what an amazing job she did um, uh, serving as as the queen within within uh, such a long period. Of, I mean, she yeah. was thinking about. She's been the queen of England my entire life. Like there has been no, I. I see things now and it's like King Charles and it's like, wait, wait what? Yeah. <laughs> like, how is that? Well, how did that happen? America, I always, I always sort of had this thing of like, Oh no, he's Prince Charles. That's just his name no, at this no, point. No, he's now, now he's King. America is what? 270 something years old. She's 96. So right. For, right. A fraction of 270 of that. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. She's, alive. she's experienced like one third of American history. That's ridiculous. 
I, she I hope. Became, she became queen when she was, what, 21, 22, oh, like man. young. I watched season one of The Crown. I should know that, but I, I don't I, I don't remember. Well, young. That's, young. you continue to uh, to let people down. So, I, you know, I'm not surprised. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't kill her. What, 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 no, you didn't. Can you? But you might have broken her heart by only watching one season of The Crown. Can you attest to your whereabouts yesterday? (laughs) Just just (laughs) question, Brian. Where were you on September eighth? I was still in America. (laughs) I know for sure. I'm not sure where because I've been really tired recently. I can't believe she was. I mean, she just met the new prime minister the day before, to which I was like, "Did the new prime minister, you know, right?" Right. No, um, that's terrible. Um, so uh, my condolences to the family. Um, I feel my like- absolute best wishes and prayers go to Charles uh, taking over um, yeah, and becoming God, king. God rest. And hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, himself and the royal family just continue to better. Um, better the the. Uh, the area and, and, uh, and, and the, the citizens that live, uh, that live around them and, and, uh, within, within their area. I was watching, it was not CNN, maybe MSNBC last night and they were interviewing somebody. They were doing their, they were getting their nationality for Canada yesterday. And at the mm-hmm. end, you're supposed to pledge your, devotion to the queen you know pledge your allegiance to the queen at the end and it had just happened she was like they had just announced 30 minutes earlier that she had died and then then they they were scrambling on the other end they were like we don't know what we don't know what to do (laughs) we don't know what you're supposed to say right now right because everything was just up in the air um i feel like death is i mean personally for you death has been all around us lately it was uh yeah dude just uh, just lost joe yeah joe was some was something that that experience was something on some level we I felt a bit more prepared for because it was something that we had been sort of discussing uh, and planning for and, and, and all of that and trying to uh, speak with him and um, send, send him as much love as, as we possibly could before he passed um, just so he knew just so he knew how um how loved he was and how important he was um Jessica Klein passed away oh, one of the one of the um head writers on the show are you telling me that yeah it's it people are um unfortunately you know we are our uh our our decade our it, this is what is what is in the future for us we're going to start unfortunately losing people around us that are um of similar age uh i don't and and that that just is that just is unfortunately what it is i mean there's no there's no way around that ironically that's life but i guess i dealt better with the concept of death in my youth, because it seemed so, I mean, if somebody died, it seems so far off. Those friends die, grandparents, things like that. But now I mean, I'm just, you're smack in the middle of it. I mean, I, you know, I've got a will made. I'm the kids are taking care, you know, all that kind of stuff, but I just, we're, you know, we're 
we're getting up there and I I don't deal as well with the concept of it as I did no even 10 15 years ago no because I think it just it feels more uh relevant now for us it it's like when I was younger and somebody passed away I still felt like a superhero myself and like I didn't put myself in the same category as, uh, you know, as someone that had passed away and it just didn't seem like a possibility. And now it's like, Oh no, that's that I'm within that group. Unfortunately, that could happen at any time. And I am going to be dealing with the people around me that I love and care about, you know, losing them. And, and that's, I'm, that is the, uh, that's the group that I'm in now. And that's the age bracket. And I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing people on television that I, and in film that I grew up watching and listening to. And it's like, there's the, that, um, that generation is, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. is, was, uh, is moving on. Was, was Luke a shift for you? Was that a, like a, just Luke a- was, yeah, Luke was, uh, just, that in, was an, just in your perception and the way you perceive that was an early one for me because that was just so unexpected. And it was, I, Jason said it best at one point, he was like, you know, always, we always knew that we would at some point be losing each other. Right. Um, just not now. Right. It just, it's like, it's no, now is way too early. That doesn't, that it now is not, now doesn't make any sense. That doesn't compute within the way you look at life and the people that are around you. And, um, yeah, you know, I'd seen Luke a week before he had passed. I mean, we went and had lunch and he was just the same old young, vibrant, healthy guy that he had been. Uh, there was looking at him. There was no, uh, there were no signs that anything was going to end up going the way it did. Well, and um, something like the way he went, car crash or something, you know, tragedy, obviously, but something like that. Just so just, just out of the blue, just. And it just, and there's no, there's no rhyme or reason for it. There's nothing. I don't think that he could have done any differently in his life. I think it's just, it just. I mean, what didn't didn't you tell me that didn't somebody say, and maybe it was a doctor. I don't remember that had he been standing in the hospital when it happened, had he been standing in in front of a doctor that, I mean, it would, I mean, Oh, there's still nothing that they could have done. You could have done, I mean, done about it at that point. I mean, it was the way um, it, it was a massive, massive stroke. Right. That he had. Um, and that creates swelling in, in the brain. And uh, it just is, it's such a major trauma. You know, people don't realize I do a little bit because of the neurological stuff that I went through people don't realize um, how important the brain is within it all. We forget about it. We go to the gym, we work out, we work out all the other muscles of our body, but nobody thinks about brain health. Nobody, nobody thinks about eating foods that are good for the brain or taking supplements that are good for the brain. It's just not, it's, it, it wasn't really on my radar as, as, part of my body. And then you realize like, Oh no, it is the computer that runs all of it. If it goes out, it doesn't matter the rest of it. It doesn't matter what shape you're in. It doesn't, it controls everything. It controls every little movement and, and 
thing that you do. Um, so when it, when it shuts down or when it, uh, falters or, uh, when it deals with any sort of trauma, it's, um, it can be debilitating. I mean, it is life altering. I, I had no physical damage to the brain. Thank God. And it still took four and a half years for me to recover. Um, with no, I mean, I did MRIs and I had no physical damage at all. There wasn't one thing that showed up in any sort of test with the brain. Um, and for me, it just literally ended up being blood and inflammation in the body. And, uh, the, the, the brain just not being able to, um, keep away all the information, inflammation and toxicity that was in, in my blood at that point. So it basically did a reboot of the system. Um, but it's really, it's really amazing. I mean, I am much more now aware of what it is that I'm eating that is good for my brain and I'm taking supplements for it. And, um, there's, there's a lot of it, you know, I'm doing this, uh, I'm doing this new campaign now with, um, with the company depend Mm -hmm. and it's this stand strong for men's health, uh, campaign. And for, uh, for the rest of this month, it's from September to November. Um, Depend is donating proceeds from the sale of uh, certain products uh, to go towards the Prostate Cancer Foundation. And it's another thing. Men, men, I'm pointing to men now, don't think about um, staying on top of their health. Yeah. And, and they let sort of things slide. And, they, I've, and I was guilty of the same thing. I always had this attitude of like, I feel fine. So why, you know, there's no reason to go in and check. Yeah. Um, women are the exact opposite. They go in annually, sometimes every six months and they do full checkups. I mean, they have everything checked and they're constantly like, oh, there's a spot on my skin that seems to have grown or changed. They're having everything checked out. They're doing mammograms. They're doing, they're, they're so on top of it. Um, and men are are the exact opposite. Men are like, oh, I'm fine. And yeah, for for so long there was a stigma for uh going in and part of your a part of a, a health exam was doing a prostate exam and it was, you know, um there was so much stigma attached to that because it was a rectal exam. And there were so many men that were like, oh, it's emasculating. And so I I'm I'm okay. I'm sure I'm fine. Now um now it's completely changed and it's it, it's advanced to the point where it's a blood draw that you do for a prostate exam. They don't have to do um they don't have to do the same rectal exam that they did before. It's a blood draw. You can go into your your doctor's office and um and it doesn't even have to be your doctor, it can be a nurse. It's a it's like a five minute or less blood draw, and they can test you for well, I mean, go go to a medical facility, don't go to the back alley and 
<laughs> are they doing blood draws in back alleys? It doesn't have to be uh, your doctor. I don't know. I don't know what sort of blood draw is being done in Mississippi. I know in, in California, no. you can't really do blood draws in back alleys. You Don't see Clyde. You'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Oh, he'll do it. He has vials and the whole thing. So um, he operates out of that back of that truck. But they now can test for everything. So it's like to not go in annually and test for everything and stay on top of it is there's no excuse. Yeah. There's no excuse for it. I went in and I got, I had my results the very next day and it's like, Oh, okay. I can sit back for another year knowing I'm good right now. Body's doing good. All, all my levels checked out or, you know, blood's looking good, healthy body's looking healthy. Um, so I'll stay the course on what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I, I get nervous about medical stuff. I do. I, I, I feel yeah. that I, I, and I always have, um, yeah. I need, I needed to be on, uh, blood pressure medicine for years before I actually went and did it. And not because I was overweight or anything, just cause I have a family history of hypertension, High blood pressure, blood pressure. And, you know, I finally did it. And once I did, I was like, oh, I feel a thousand times better. Why didn't I do this really? five years ago? Really? Yeah. I've waited till I was, later in life to do it. And and I, did I you, did you initially go in because you, you really started feeling like something was off or it was just kind of like, I haven't done this for a while. I, should. I, maybe I, I, maybe I switched insurances or something and had to have a physical, you know, to, to when you right. do that. And, uh, I started a new job. I can't remember, but you're like, your blood pressure is high. And I was like, yeah, I'm in a doctor's office. Of course my blood pressure is high. I don't want to be here. Right. And um, they were like, and they were like no, 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 it's really high. And I, and I was like, yeah, my blood pressure, but yeah, my blood pressure is always high. And they were like, you probably should be on blood pressure medicine. Then you, you know, uh. you've, you've tried other avenues, and that was at a point in my life was when I was, well, I was less weight than I normally was. Now I probably right. weigh less than I did then. But, um, but yeah, they were like you you need to, that needs to be, you know, monitored and, and checked regularly. And, and, and once I started and, you know, a pill a day and it's fine within, right. within like two weeks, the half-life of it, how long it took. And I immediately went down and my head didn't throb every time I stood up. You know, My, uh, my dad is, um, he started having high, higher cholesterol when he was going in and, and, you know, testing and everything. So, Originally, he was like, oh, I don't want to take anything. I'll just change my diet. Yeah. Um, I'll, you know, I'll try and cut back on the breads and the things that I eat and the butters and stuff like that. And he went in and had his cholesterol checked again, and it had barely moved. Mm. And he just got to the point where he was like, I'm either going to cut everything out of my diet or I'm just going to start taking uh, medication for my cholesterol. Right. And he did that. His numbers went way down. He's yeah. feeling so much better and he's, you know, he's not having to do it dietarily, which is, it's, it's tough, you know, in things like that, if you catch those changes early enough, which is why it's so good, I think, to do uh annual check, like health test, um, there are dietary things and natural things that you can do to combat and lower things. But at a certain point, once the body kicks into that gear of the new way of surviving and living, um, unless you take medications to counter it, it's such an uphill battle trying to do it just dietarily and through activity. Yeah. It's hard. 
it's really hard. The the effort that goes into it for possibly no return or little return. Right. That's what my dad was saying. He was like, I was doing all these things and going in and my, you know, and my, the numbers were barely moving. Well, yeah. What are you going to spend six hours of your day, you know, trying to play work out new, this yeah. new way of life just to right. drop two points or, or, right. you know, right. Good old Western medicine. Yeah, totally. I'll take, I'll take the pill. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, at some point sometimes, um, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a huge advocate and believer in Eastern medicine. Yeah. Um, but there are certain points where it's like, you know what? I, I need, I need some help now. Yeah. I can't be taking drops and herbs Mm -hmm. and know that I'm still three weeks out from seeing any sort of change. Yeah. Um, like I need something that starts immediately. Like, like this last, um, the last, uh, ulcerative colitis flare up that I had I was in bed for six weeks. Right. And again, I was trying all the Eastern stuff and I was doing, you know, I was doing herbs and, and drops and all these things. And it just got to the point where I was like, I, like, I need some, I need to start getting better now. I can't wait another three. I can't be in bed for another three weeks waiting for these things to work. And I know, you know, I know doing steroids and things like that um, are rough on your system. I get it. I know. And, but at a certain point you get to that um, like last, last option sort of mindset where you're like, I just, I need to do something. So I will then bust my ass to clean my system out from the steroids that I took, but I've got to take, I've got to take medicine. I have to, (laughs) I can't, I can't be bedridden anymore. I like, I have a girlfriend that's, you know, really pregnant. I have three young kids. Like I have stuff to do. I can't just be laying in bed all day. Um, losing weight and, uh, you know, and, and not being able to eat or keep anything down. Right. And, yeah. you know, and, and not even, not even having liquids at this point, uh, helping me. I'm so, you know, I'm so dehydrated. I'm going into the office and I'm getting bags of liquids intravenously put into my system because I'm so, um, so dehydrated. Mm-hmm. I can't keep up with it. I can't drink enough for what I'm losing. Do you have to, has your colonoscopy um, frequency had to change with, with this diet? So. Well, we're just getting all into it today, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Ryan, this is, our, this is our big about, medical episode. Tell me about, on the episode before Let's we. talk turn, about your colon. On the episode before <laughs> we turn 100, we're going to talk about our fear of death. And how, how often are you getting colonoscopies, Brian? Yeah. So. <laughs> I, you know, I had a conversation about, uh, about this with my, um, with the GI doctor that I have, because I, I was getting, uh, these, uh, colitis flare ups so rarely I was getting them like sometimes every three years, every four years, like I would have such a big space in between that I would sort of take the stance of like, oh, I feel better. Like I'm, I'm healed. So I'm, I'm good, you know, until then I'd have a flare up and then, it was like 
you know, I'd be on the phone with my doctor every day going, Hey, what, how do I handle this flare up? And what do I do? And going for a colonoscopy. And he would of course see me at the point when I was at my lowest and my colon looked terrible. Um, but he just, he said to me after this last flare up, he was like, you know, I haven't seen your colon when you're not in the middle of a flare up. So maybe this time let's get in and and do that, which, which I'm doing now. Now I'm trying to stay on top of colon health, even when I'm healthy and, 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 uh, doing things like that. Sharna showed me this article, uh, I read this morning, um, about papaya and the benefits of that with your colon that I had no, really, uh, I, yeah, I had no understanding of or knowledge of before. Um, extremely beneficial, uh, Hmm. for healing the colon, doing all sorts of things. So it's, you know, I'm constantly on the lookout for things that I can do dietarily that, uh, that benefit, um, parts of, of my body and my system that are more susceptible to, uh, to issues. You know, I, what I'm dealing with, um, colon wise, it's, uh, I have an immune system within the colon that is overactive. So normally when you ingest something or you do something and the colon has to get, get it out of your system, it does that until it feels like it's clean. And then the immune system kicks, you know, stops your normal system kicks back in and your body regulates itself and gets back to normal. My overactive immune system kicks on it's kind of like a generator kicks on when the power's out. Right. But then it just stays on. It doesn't know how to turn itself back off. Yeah. So I then have to take steroids or something like that to calm it down, get my system back to normal. I have to block the immune system a bit. Um, so if I can be eating things that help in doing that, I'm all for it. Right. Then- Why not? You know? That that makes perfect sense to me. And papaya is delicious. <laughs> yeah, papaya is. From yeah. I, from what let's I let's just stray. Let's stray from the medical topic a bit. It's delicious. <laughs> so. From what I remember, it is delicious. Same with it avocado. Is. Yeah, yeah. I've so which I've become much more of a fan of really? over the past few years. Avocado. Love avocado. Oh, avocado toast. I wasn't a fan. I've always been a fan of guacamole. Always. Um, wasn't a fan of avocado. But I'm the same way with tomato. Not a fan of tomato. I love a good salsa. I love it. Tomato sauce. To- yeah. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yuck. Not Get them fan. away. Yeah. I don't know if it's the consistency or the, the I, I have no idea. I developed a taste for tomato later in life. There's a few things that I have. I've tried. I've tried again. I've actually gone back to like, give it a second chance and be like, I've gotten older. My palate's changed. Like, let me give them a shot. Maybe I, you know, maybe I have a newfound love for them as I do. Like I have a newfound love for mushrooms. Didn't love those when I was a kid. Now, like if you marinate a mushroom, love it. It's delicious. Are we talking Um, about that, that Shake Shack? Mushroom burger, delicious. That thing is yeah. insane. Yeah, I actually had somebody reach out to me after uh, our last podcast where we were talking about Shake Shack, mm-hmm. saying that the only Shake Shack that they had in their city growing up 
and now is a strip club. So when we, when we were talking about the health benefits of Shake Shack, uh, she couldn't help but laugh. Is it still called, is it still called Shake Shack? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. There there is no Shake Shack restaurant, um, in her town. Did they keep the name? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of, it's still the Shake Shack. Speaking of last episode, I'm not sending these to you because I don't trust you. Probably would have them printed on a fanny pack or something. So. Absolutely, I would. Okay, so baby born, Bjorn. Uh, oh, I no, I you sent. Wait, did you send me that or somebody I, sent me that? Ah, shit. No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, me with the baby Bjorn with you in the front. You had two That's submissions. So cool. uh, I so- love. I love that our fans are getting back into doing that because they're brilliant. They're genius. So- this is from uh, Jimmy. I don't know if you can. <laughs> the hell on. Let me turn the brightness down so it'll. Uh, I'll put it on there. That's oh, the- Jimmy. Oh, that's. <laughs> With a little Ed McMahon uh, passage yeah. there. Oh, that's so good. That's fa- fascinating. It's so good. I-, I also appreciated they used a much younger. He used a much younger picture of you to show that he that you had. Yeah. You were uh, younger. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then this is from Jake. <laughs> Jason, this one's terrible. <laughs> uh, I, I guess this is the one you must have seen if you if somebody sent you one. Uh, this is the one that actually replaced. Right, yeah, that is the one that I saw. So that's a recent picture. That was Zane. <laughs> um, those surprisingly look a lot like your arms, though. So I was, <laughs> I, was I was happy to see that one because I was like, yep, that's Derek. Oh, all around. That's him. Uh, I've seen him. Terrible. He's hugged me, and those are the arms. Poor Zane. <laughs> Poor Zane. Oh. Poor Zane. <laughs> <laughs> those are the arms that held up swords at. Uh... <laughs> well, they tried to. They just at medieval fall. times. Just fall over. <laughs> <laughs> How is baby boy? He's amazing. He's awesome. Yeah. He's such a good kid. He's so much fun. He's so funny. He's, I mean, he's only 10, 10 weeks old at this point. I cannot believe um, 10 weeks old. Sorry. It took eight weeks to get his, his gift to him. <laughs> it's all right. His gift is awesome. By the way. Um, I thanked you for that already. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, he, uh, he's amazing. Good. He's it's, Everybody always says that about their own kids. Sure. You know, oh, my kid's amazing. My kid is, but my kid is amazing. That's awesome. Uh, Tim, far, far, far better than most. Tim sent me a picture. <laughs> um, I guess it was paparazzi. I don't know where you were, but you and Charter were out with him and you had on your, uh, your cable guy shirt. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was at the chili cook-off. Oh, was that the Malibu? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh got, yeah, I got a good laugh out of that. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I have my I have my cable guy shirt on that you that you had sent me. Free cable is the ultimate. Is the ultimate aphrodisiac. Yeah, yeah. Stephen. I've uh, I've, been, I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching Password. You know, F- Jimmy Fallon brought back Password on NBC. Did he? <laughs> he needs to bring back Porno Password. <laughs> It's the adult <laughs> version of the popular game show. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the password is. 
every you know, time. That little thing. Every time the announcer comes on and does it, I, I laugh because um, I love Password. I, I love old game shows. I, yeah, I am obsessed with old game shows. Match Game, Card Shark, all that. And so uh, this is, I think, this is the picture that you were replaced in. Yeah, that you were. That's, yeah, that your face which is, is a lovely, a lovely, just a beautiful, should be blown up, framed on your desk. Are those not your arms? Sure, that's a possibility. <laughs> and and it's just been terribly reduced to. <laughs> what a wonderful photo of father and son. I mean, somebody that, destroyed. I could easily just see your face on that, and it 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 would oh, fit. Oh look, look at him in his Star right? Wars shirt. Lex oh yeah, shirt. Oh, that's uh, that is his little uh, his the, it's all the the droids and yeah. stuff. You got the force runs strong within him. So cute. Yeah, yeah. So there he is. So who is he looking more like now? Is he still? Is he still favorite? We Jordan? weren't sure. And yeah. then um, I found uh, a baby book with my newborn picture, mm-hmm. and it's pretty is it? spot on. Yeah, yeah. We have. We had a night nurse um, who looked at the picture and was like, "That's that's Zane right there in those pictures. Like that, it's it's pretty it's pretty spot on." Um, that changes though, you know. Yeah. Babies are born and you go, "Oh, it looks just like," and then all of a sudden, when he gets older, it's like, "Man, he looks nothing like you." So who knows? You know, you make who knows how he's going to turn out, but uh, he he looks pretty similar to me at this point. You you make good looking kids. Thank you. There's there's no doubt about that. That's I appreciate not, that. That's not a weird compliment, is it? That's that's a thing dudes say to each other. That are it totally is. It is now. Friends, you make you make <laughs> good looking kids. You do. It's true. Um, thank goodness. Five. <laughs> it'd be a shame if I made five ugly ones. I mean, yeah. Know? What is it? You make terrible looking children, bro. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, you've made five real stinkers at this Good point. God, way to contribute to society. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way to screw up a bunch of kids for life, Brian. Good job. <laughs> um. So. So the kids are back in school now. Yeah. Yeah. Private school has gone back. Yeah. Wesley's been back for like a month and a half, right? Long, yeah, yeah. Hard how is uh, how's that going for her? She's, it's well, it's it's a big fifth to sixth grade's a big leap. That's a right. big jump. Yeah, yeah, I remember it being a big jump. Yeah, um, you're so. going from elementary to junior high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's been a change. The homework has been insane. I feel like it's like three hours. hours. It's I don't. She didn't have any homework last year. She I don't think right. she. Had, I don't. Maybe like twice. I mean, she studied for a test. But I, I don't work every. I week. don't completely. Um, and not to badmouth it, but I don't completely understand. Um, the concept of homework. I, I don't understand the concept of when a kid is young them going to school all day and then getting home and having to do school the rest of the day. Yeah. I get studying for a test. Fully understand. Absolutely. Right. right. If there's something specific to do, but 
just to be like, Hey, here's a packet of like 30 pages that you have to do at home tonight because you haven't done enough in the seven hours that you had during the day at school today. Do these 20 fractions tonight. Why? Right. Why? I just did it all day at school. Yeah. I, I understand. I understand. Um, in moderation stuff to do during the weekend. Like this week we reviewed fractions. Mm -hmm. So here, here's a page of fractions to do during the weekend, because just to keep them fresh in your child's mind, I get that. I understand that like doing small amounts of things to keep things fresh in a child's mind during the two days off that they have on a weekend. Yeah. But I don't understand, um, an entire day becoming about well, that because then kids don't necessarily want to go to school the next day because they feel like I got home last night and had no time to do anything that I wanted, wanted to do. And Wes, Wes, God lover is an extrovert. I am not, you know, me, I am not an extrovert. She right. does everything. She has two horses. She rides horses all the time. She plays tennis. She plays right. soccer. She does ballet. She huh. is always doing something. So it's, right. you know, it's nine o'clock. But she has no time for it now. Right. Well, it's nine o'clock before she gets home from, from ballet lessons or, or riding or whatever. And then, you know, it's like, okay, homework time. Right. I mean, it's at, it's, at nine o'clock. Yeah. And then school, school starts at eight 30 or nine. Yeah. Eight, 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 yeah. eight to three. It's just, it's different <laughs> it's, than when we were kids. It's crazy. It needs to, someone needs to rethink it a little bit. I well, think and I, that's not, my, I mean, my, again, my opinion, it's, I am not, um, I am not a teacher. I don't claim to, you know, have Brian, the best Brian Austin Green's, uh, school for gift. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> what is this a joke? Headmaster David Silver. Uh, <laughs> the guy that did what this, this needs to be like four times bigger. <laughs> <laughs> for ants um <laughs> uh wesley asked to watch zoolander the other night and i was like oh, i don't know if you would like zoolander maybe we watched big the other night oh did you that was one good movie not, that's one we have not checked off the list yet so that's yeah, a good movie i keep trying to check off 80s movies that big was awesome that i feel like tom hanks man that was he he had that run he had a couple runs of stuff that where it was just he was like once hitting he, on all once cylinders he came off of uh bosom buddies i mean it was like bachelor party like all of those were just hit 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 yeah yeah um, he did that and then um he had that run and then he had another run with philadelphia and forrest gump and all of that like he just again he hit a completely different stride but as strong as the one that he had earlier so he had two he just hit the ground running perfectly those two different like decades for him. And now he's Geppetto. And now he's Geppetto. Have you seen, have you seen uh, Elvis? I've heard no, mixed reviews. I, on that. I still have not watched it, which is, which is funny for me. Cause you know, it takes place in Tupelo, uh, but, uh, or at least a great portion of it. Um, but now I have not sat down to to watch it, which I want to, because again, Hanks, Elvis, right. Boz. I love Boz. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. My favorite movies. Yeah. Um, but now I Moulin Rouge was amazing. Yeah. Um 
and that not to discredit Craig Gatsby, Romeo or Juliet. He, he does great films. Period. No, Baz is a, he's a, he's a super creative Absolutely. individual. I always like watching what he does just because he, for me, like really pushes the envelope of the medium. He always comes up. Moulin Rouge was that for me, like the, yeah. the credits and the opening scenes and traveling through the city, like it was a postcard, but then having these moving aspects to it, it was very, uh, just so, very artistic, so trippy, artistically done. Yeah. Um, I have not watched, I, I need to watch Elvis this weekend. I watched Nope, which was fantastic. Jordan Peele's. I haven't seen Nope yet. It was really good. It was really good. If I watched anything else lately, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. I told you, you needed to watch that, Nick which I did. Did you, did you love it? I did. Yeah. Is it's fun. great. It's a fun movie. I'm a huge, I've always been a huge Nick Cage fan though. Yeah. And I love Nick Cage when he is, when he's fully embracing his Nick Cage. His Nick Caginess. He's, he's so unique. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's like Christopher Walken. Like yes. it's, he's, he's one of a kind when he's doing that. When he, when he takes on projects that are a little less Nick cagey and he's trying to do other stuff, it's hard for me, not because he's not a good actor and he's not doing a great job doing them, but I am so in love with the persona of Nick Cage and what he has created that when I don't see that, I miss it. There, there's a part of me that's like, man, I wish, I wish there was more Nick Cage <laughs> in this. this, this you know? was the epitome of that. Yeah, like Nick Cage and Face Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forget it. Top, top tier, top top tier. tier. He, uh, he's so I, I really incredibly strange and different. Like, and his choices are so interesting and fun. And I am obsessed with Pedro Pascal right now. He, yeah, do no wrong. It seems he was great. Yeah, yeah. He was um, great as well. I mean, it's Mandalorian or or what have you. He is just right. not yeah. out of the park. Um, I, I think I think Hollywood is in good hands with with the likes of him. Absolutely. So. How um did you watch all of uh, Obi Wan? Did you watch that whole yeah, run? I did. I did. I enjoyed it. It was good. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really liked um, that last lightsaber fight that he had with Anakin, oh, with yeah. Vader. In the dark. Yeah. In the dark, when he ended up cutting the mask to the point where it would go in and out of the James Earl Jones voice into the Hayden Christensen voice. Like you heard the, you know, within a word, like it wasn't like going from phrase to phrase. It was like, it was just like turning off and back on. Like it was this whole, and it was cool. Um, just as a fan of star Wars, there were those, there were those cool nods to, uh, to it, which I really, I really enjoyed. I mean, I, it was cool to see for me to see the, um, Obi-Wan going from, you know, having buried his lightsaber in the desert, um, and just completely, losing touch with the force and what, what it made, what it was for him and having the lightsaber fight with Anakin and just getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Just like looking like he could barely even hold the lightsaber up. And at that point he was still young enough to, you know, it's so it was, uh, 
I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that, uh, that series. I you thought, were- um, I thought everyone involved did a really good job. Yeah, I thought they did it was cool. I did then just walked back into it so seamlessly. Both yeah. He, both he and, and Hayden. Yeah. Um, are you watching She-Hulk? No, I haven't watched it yet. How is I, it? I really like it. I really, Do you really? It's really good. I think it's, I think it's a kind of just the breath of fresh air that Marvel. I, I saw a scene with um, Hulk talking to She-Hulk. Was yeah. that in the beginning of the yeah, run? One of the, one of the first he, episodes. But it was like, it was, um, it was him as like the mild mannered hulk yeah. <laughs> like you know yeah sitting and having these like thoughtful Smart. conversations and yeah. like not not hulking not not being full of rage like he had figured out how to control it and all of that um i need to i need to i'll watch a little more of that though i'll give that a shot we um yeah that's that i haven't done much else i didn't delve into the disney plus day the other day to uh, the Pinocchio. We haven't, I'm not having, I don't know if I even... No, is this, so that's out now, right? That's out. Um, car, they made a new cars TV show, which we binged. Did they really pretty quickly? Yeah. It was and like, how's that? That's good. not with, is that with Owen Wilson and stuff? Yeah. And, Owen Wilson and Larry, and the cable guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really? Them. Yeah. So they're they just, came back and reprised their roles for how many episodes? It's like nine episodes, but they're 15 minutes long, but they're just like nine episodes. That's so great. Um, it was, it's pretty good. I'm going to have to watch Pinocchio though. And, uh, I'll have, I have to, but I, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> haven't, impressed. unfortunately I haven't read, uh, great reviews. I've I'm, not really enjoyed any of these live action, live action remakes that they have. I, did. I didn't mind, um, Aladdin too much aladdin was probably the best and i I thought will did a really good job i thought you know that's i mean those are huge shoes to fill um we robin williams was he was the genie i mean he really he embodied what that was so the fact that will paid such tribute Mm -hmm. to to robin williams but then also put his own twist on it um I thought it was really like brave and, and really entertaining. I, I liked what he did um, with um, it. I didn't, I didn't care for Lion King. I, I thought I, I was very bored with Lion. Yeah. Lion King. And, Lion King was, it had impressive moments. It usually the whole, but, the whole opening credits thing being shot for shot, what yeah. the cartoon was like the ants with all the, li- huh. I thought that was really cool. You know, there were, there were those certain things where I was like, man, that's, that's really cool to see. Um, but it just didn't maintain enough. Um, Cinderella and Maleficent or sleeping beauty. And I've not, I've not been a fan of any of, yeah. Any of those we did like Wesley and I liked lady and the tramp. That was a cute one. I I don't know if I saw the live action of it, Lady in the Tramp. It came out during lockdown. It may have been like the first Disney Plus day or the second Disney, you know, their annual event when they drop a bunch of stuff on there. But it was cute. Um, just because it was not, you know, the same thing, exact thing done over again, just with CG. It's tough. That's that's a tough um, thing to do to do to take an a beloved animated classic Mm -hmm. 
and then make a live action version of it successfully. I think I, you know, and I don't know if you'll agree with me. I really liked Mulan because I have not seen Mulan because it's so different from the cartoon. Really? It's like, they really, they took their own sort of artistic liberties and they made it a true movie that is very standalone and different from the cartoon. It's the same. It's, it's the same concept. It's the same sort of character and, and reason behind it, but, but it's not, and it's not, it's not as musical yeah. as the, as the original cartoon was. It has some nods musically to the, the cartoon. There's no like Eddie Murphy dragon and right. It's yeah. There's there, there's, there's none of that. There's, there's none of more seriously. It's much, it's much more serious. Yeah. Jason Scott Lee, who I've always been a huge fan of. I was a big fan of him in Bruce. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he was in, he was in Milan and he was great. He's, he's such an interesting actor and character. And he's, I mean, his martial arts skills are, are ridiculous. Um, but yeah, dude, you should watch it. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I, the, uh, the effects that were in it, the, the concept of, um, of, uh, Jason's character and the, You'll see. I don't want to give anything away because you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though most other people have, so it's it's only spoiler alerts for for you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid those. Um, but we'll talk about it next time. It I was got, I really enjoyed it. Um, I got like lost. That. I got lost in a lot of those that came out during lockdown, just in the drudge of everything that was going. Yeah. On. Also being glued to CNN like twenty four right. During that time, yeah, totally. Uh, um, Milan was really good. Um, Jungle Book wasn't awful. Aladdin, George, yeah, Jungle Book wasn't awful. Yeah, um, I didn't, I didn't love it like I hoped that I would. I, you know, the test for me is if I want to see something again. Right. If I get to the end of it and I go, glad I saw it. Yeah. Um, don't need to see it again. Will, will I ever watch this again? Right. Yeah. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Um then there are the movies that come out like um uh like um Maverick came out. And Char and I have we've watched it twice now at home since it was out in the theater. And it's just it's so it's so good. Yeah. It every aspect of it, the muse the score is so good, the music is so good. The cinematography is so good. The acting is so good. The, the level of tension within it. I love, I loved the, the story of it. I loved that it became this top gun mission and Mm -hmm. training thing that literally was a do or die Mm -hmm. mission. You either figure out how to do it and you train to do it. And it, it really, um, it really changed the way I look at air force missions Yeah. up until, up until that film, it was much more like, Oh, the air force is just another branch of the military. Yeah. It was like, Oh no, the air force and the missions that they run are um, extremely dangerous, yeah. extremely coordinated, extremely planned for. Um, and 
the pilots that run them have to be amazing. I mean, they, they literally, there's no room for error. And at the point that, that bit where Tom Cruise gets, gets into, um, a jet just to run the mission, the time that it has to be done and show that it's possible. And you hear him groaning and grunting as he's like, you know, as he's like pitching the plane left and right and doing the it's, and you see how strenuous and how difficult it is. Um, for me was really a cool moment because you have that sense of like, man, this is it much like weightlifting, like going to the gym. It's hard to do. I meant to send you yesterday and I forgot and I'm going to, when we get off here, um, the, um, in, in mission impossible seven, there's a, there's a biplane stunt and that he does he does and right that's which which i've heard about that's it's not out yet though is it no it's not out but the video came out yesterday back when they did CinemaCon. i saw it on the news i saw it on my my news feed on my iphone so they he's he was addressing CinemaCon, standing on the wing of the biplane introducing top gun maverick and then it's you know then the biplane goes upside down with him just holding on and I'm to God. So, so he's not even attached to the wing. He's, I'm sure, I mean, he's, I'm sure his feet are by a cable by something, but he's not, he's not in those, like one of those harnesses that you stand in and it's no, no. plane. But right. then I went back and slowed it. Like I, 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 I scrubbed through it. And like, even when the plane turns, he doesn't like slouch or like drop or anything. Like he, j- he's just still holding on to that, that the, the post to go out into the wing. And I mean, just in his leather jacket, just here goes Tom Cruise yet again. Crazy. We'll we'll do every stunt he wants to do until he dies from it. He's crazy. Yeah. He's, he, uh, Maverick though, reminded me again, um, he's, he's a movie star. I mean, there's just no, that dude knows how to make movies. Yeah. Um, and you can tell when you watch things, you can see his handprints all over every aspect of it. Like he's just hands-on, you can tell from start to finish. Um and he's great. Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, I the fact that Maverick has done as well as it has sixth highest uh grossing film of all time. Domestic or international, I can't remember, but just that alone. Uh, it but it's surpassed everything. It's it's surpassed Titanic. Yeah, it's surpassed. It's Avatar. Like it's just it. It's now surpassed um, uh, Infinity Wars, right? Or or one of the I or so. I forget one, which one, one it was. The, one of the Avengers ones. Yeah, one of the Avengers ones that that was like the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, it's insane. It's in a league of its own. Well, we have run good. Out. Good for him. Like what? after the long career that he's had to, to finally like break into that, he deserves it. He's, we have, he, uh, we have run the gamut on, on this episode. <laughs> have we? As your colonoscopy, Tom Cruise is on a biplane, spinning upside down. <laughs> right. And I'm like, and I'm talking about health checks. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The good way to close out the double digits before we, <sighs> Get into the triple digits of this show. Ooh. By the way, how's the heat been for you before this is out? Gosh. Speaking of triple digits yeah. in Los Angeles. I know, I, right? 
I I had a bet. I was driving in the car with uh, the kids and we were guessing what the final temperature would be going from Malibu back over into Calabasas to their school. Yeah. And Bodie was the winner at 106 degrees. My buddy, my, my other buddy, Brian, putty. My your putty, other, your putty, your my, putty plying. Putty. You're, yeah. But Steven, my you're now, you're now Tweety bird. Right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast with myself um, and my co-host Tweety bird. <laughs> um, I saw a putty cat. Uh, I, I did. I did saw a putty cat. My buddy Brian, that lives in Encino, sent me a picture of his dashboard of his car the other day. The, the mileage change. I think he went three miles, and been the time he, it was one hundred nine to one hundred and fourteen. He was like, no, he was like, note the mileage. Like <laughs> that's how <laughs> crazy, dude. It's been so hot. It's been crazy. It's um, dipped here just because of we've had a lot of rain, but I, yeah, yeah. So you weren't you weren't affected at all by the rain and the, or by I the didn't flooding. even know about it. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So so for fans of for people that are listening, for all eight of you, I forgot before about we it. close this out, I sent Derek a text and I was like, "Hey, you guys, okay? Uh, you, you know, not no man like mandatory evacuations or anything, right?" And he was, <laughs> and his response was. God, I hope not. What's going on? You said, I, he thought that I was texting the wrong person. And I was like, dude, it's all over CNN. And he was like, what's all over CNN? I was like, your fucking state is like under like major flood watch. It's supposed to be California that's underwater, not Mississippi. Uh, now, you said, are you evacuated? And I was like, I sure as hell hope not. And uh, you, you were like, "Good, be safe." And I was like, "Are you? Are there wildfires? Are you texting the wrong person?" And right? Yeah. No. You no. You didn't say, "Are there wildfires?" You <laughs> you just said, "Are you texting the wrong person?" And I was like, "So I had to I had to send you, a, like I had to open CNN articles and fucking send like send you links to them you so you could see what was happening in your own state." I wouldn't have known if it had not been for. <laughs> Yeah, it was only a couple hours south of us, but you I know had- there there are some people that don't look at news outside of this country. <laughs> Derek doesn't look at news outside of his city. I knew the queen died, but I didn't know what was happening 120 miles from me. What? Right. I knew the queen died only because somebody left a flyer on my car, <laughs> letting me know that the queen had I passed. Like, I was like, oh, the flags at half. Something must <laughs> right. have happened. Right. Uh, yeah, my the, my radio antenna is at half mass on my car. I wonder what that means. <laughs> you know, Brian gives me all my local updates now. He's like, "Your Chick Fil A is closed." I'm, oh, right, thank yeah, right. It's Sunday. I didn't know. Right. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten all about that. That was a good. In one. better news, a Krispy Kreme has opened up three <laughs> blocks away from you. <laughs> you're the you're you're my guy in the chair. You're like you're currently twelve miles from your destination. <laughs> Um. Uh, all right, that's it. That's it. End of the show. Ninety-nine. We've gone episodes. over. My goodness, we filled this time with nothing but ridiculousness yes. once again. Yes, that's what that's that's the promise we give to you. Yes, we will. When we are here, it will be ridiculous. <laughs> our promise to you. Uh-huh. All right. So until next time, that is our that is our three D. You see right there. That's our that's our our uh, our low budget three D. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, until we figure out what episode we'll Until have. next time, uh, we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>